Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 9. My God, how painful is this unknown pain, an imprint of the passion. What are you doing, my God, to one so small? Mother Teresa. Section 1, My Deepest Secret. Mother Teresa had revealed her spiritual state to Father Picacci during the retreat he preached to her community in April 1956. In addition to the striking openness that marked her dealings with all her spiritual directors, a notable spontaneity in sharing her pain marked her relationship and correspondence with Father Picacci. She was pouring out her soul to someone she trusted, not only as a spiritual director, but also as a friend. August 15, 1957. Dear Father, I want to express my thanks, not for what you gave, but the way it was given. Forgive me for asking you. Does our Lord not wish you to speak to my soul? Your encouragement and confessions have been a help. But I am ready most willingly to give up even this for souls. No priest, except Father Van Exum and you, have known the darkness in me. If you think silence will please him more, I am most happy to keep it for the rest of my life. Pray for me. Yours in Jesus. M. Teresa, M.C. To Father Picacci, she had entrusted her deepest secret while insisting that its sacredness should be protected. You hold my deepest secret. Please, for his sake, keep everything you read as a matter of conscience. I have trusted you blindly. I wanted to give you something beautiful today, so this was my gift to you. Keep it for Jesus. Despite her confidence in Father Picacci, there remained a gap in communication that she was apparently unable to bridge. When he realized this, he advised her to write about her inner experience. He aimed not just to get acquainted with her spiritual state and be in a better position to guide her, but above all to help her cope with this terrible suffering. Thanks to the preservation of the correspondence that followed, the intensity of Mother Teresa's suffering is better grasped. Here are the three letters. Please read them, and if you find them stupid, destroy them. Please forgive me that I could not tell what I wanted you to know. I am just full. I did not know that love could make one suffer so much. That was suffering of loss, this of longing. 
of pain human, but caused by the divine. Pray for me more now than ever. Mother Teresa was aware that it was love that made her suffering so acute. The absence of her beloved had turned into a torturing longing for him. She was torn between the feeling of having lost God and the unquenchable desire to reach him. It was a veritable martyrdom of desire. Though bewildered, she was not disoriented by her inner darkness. Rather, she turned it into a blessing by offering her pain for the poor she served. Our friend, the Punjabi girl, is in terrible pain. When I saw her, she was crying loudly. I left when her mother came. Let us pray much for her. I wish I could suffer more spiritually, if this would give her relief. What a contrast between the rich and the poor. My people in Kaligat are living martyrs, and yet not a word. A young boy who suffered horrible pain. At last he said he was sorry to die because he had just learned to suffer for the love of God. Only by possessing a firm and ardent love, the very love she felt she had lost, could she choose to suffer for those she loved, the poor. Her dedication to them spurred her on to greater generosity in offering up her own suffering. Like them, she accepted her interior martyrdom in silence, hiding it even from those who were closest to her, and offering it for the love of God and of the people she claimed as her own. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What does it mean for someone to entrust to another their deepest secret? Well, the entrusting of secrets is a sign of friendship. When our Lord said to his apostles, I no longer call you servants, but friends. He added, because I have made known to you all that the Father has told me. The sharing of secrets is a sign of friendship. And our Lord wanted his apostles to know that they were his friends. And the sign of his friendship with them, the sign that in some way he had made them his equal, the sign that they were together working on something was that he entrusted to them 
the inner secret, the deepest secret, the most profound secret of God himself. He entrusted to them the secret of the Holy Trinity, God's innermost secret, that he is one, but not solitary, that he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He made known to them the Father's name. He made known to them that he was the Son. He made known to them that there is a love, his love and the Father's love, their mutual love that springs forth from them eternally, without change, without end. And so when Mother Teresa says to Father Picacci that he holds her deepest secret, she's saying to him that he's not just her spiritual director, but that there is a real friendship here. The sign of friendship is the entrusting of secrets. Now, Mother Teresa has a deep awareness in her life of the Holy Trinity. This nun, this sister, who would not be considered by many to be a great theologian, has a profound experience of the Holy Trinity. And her writings, her life, are in some ways a profound confirmation of the Church's faith in the Holy Trinity. So let us never forget, we who have secrets, we who entrust our secrets to others, we who need friendship, let us never forget that God in his inner life doesn't need our friendship, but he's chosen to make us his friends. He's chosen to share with us his life. He's chosen to become like us and to raise us up. He's chosen to give good things to us and to make us know that he gives good things to us. And so we have to rejoice and take confidence that we can be friends with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We can enter into their life we can share the life of the three divine persons. And whatever is happening to us, whatever we're going through, while it is a share in the passion of Christ, we're entering into the mystery of Christ in his humanity. Our lives, like Mother Teresa's, in the end, will only make sense in light of the Trinity. Our lives in the end are somehow, some way, a participation, a sharing in the inner life of God. I came, Jesus says, that you might have life and your life might be complete. I came that you might have abundance of life, he says. The life he wants to share with us, the life he's opened up to us by his passion, his resurrection and ascension, is nothing other than the life of the three divine persons. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.